2: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's going
3: on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. My name is Derek Frisbee from Dio Sports, and today we are going to do something a little bit different. I wanted to break down five offensive players and five defensive players. That are kind of going unnoticed and not a lot of people talking about them who could have much bigger impacts this season than you would expect. What that means, playing time, special teams, whatever type of role the Browns have fit for these players, I think these guys could have a big impact this season. But before we do, please be sure to check out the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and twitter be sure to like this video if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the channel drop a comment in the comment section let us know what you think and if that's not enough for you you can let us know what you think by leaving a voicemail and we will play it out on the show at thedogspodcast.com so give us your thoughts and we will give you our thoughts right back to you thedogspodcast.com and if you like this channel join the dogs.com join the Patreon. you're going to get an extra after-hour show we got fantasy football coming up as well as many many other things so you're definitely going to want to join the Patreon and also become a member 99 cents a month get you some fancy stickers in the chat we will know you support us through that and we greatly appreciate it so with that being said let's talk about this so i have 10 guys maybe i said five in the intro 10 guys Um, both offense and defense, five each, who I think could have a much bigger impact uh, for the Browns this season than a lot of people think. So we're going to kick things off here. I'm debating, should I go offense or defense? Let's go defense because defense is the easier one, right? The Browns have completely overhauled this defense, whether that be the secondary, the defensive line, linebackers kind of stayed the same, but there's a lot of new pieces on this defense for the Cleveland Browns. So a couple of guys that I have here that I think could really have big impacts this season. Number one, Josh, you're going to laugh at this when you hear this. Maurice Hurst, Maurice Hurst. I could not remember this guy's name to save my life a couple weeks ago, but here it is Maurice Hurst. So I talked about that defensive line and I said that defensive tackle number two is not really as important anymore because you have Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, Okoronkwo, Tomlinson. You have a healthy rotation there around that defensive tackle spot. And then with Dalvin Tomlinson being your cornerstone in the middle, that D tackle two is not exactly a big area for concern for me, at least. Um, But I think Maurice Hurst is the real deal. This is a guy who has shown a ton of potential, has dealt with a lot of injuries with his time in the NFL, um, and hasn't really lived up to what he was projected to be when he was coming into the NFL. Now, does that mean that he can, that he's never gonna get there? No, that's not what that means. He's just had a lot of roadblocks. And unfortunately for teams You know, guys pick up injuries, right? And if you use a valuable pick on a player, and you're paying him a decent contract, and he's been injury prone, you're gonna move on. So, from Reese Hurst, he's bounced around the league a little bit, has consistently picked up injuries, but so far in Cleveland, he has remained healthy. And reports coming out of camp are that he looks really, really good. And just talking about that rotation at that number two spot for a defensive tackle, obviously Tomlinson's going to be your number one. That's for sure. But between Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, Perrion Winfrey, a uh, couple others, we signed the dude from Dallas. Of course, Josh, you're going to laugh at this. Um, yeah. I can't remember his name now. Tristan Hill. Ooh, I got it. Guess what? Figured that one out. Um, But Tristan Hill and Maurice Hurst, the whole entire offseason leading up to the preseason and through the preseason, they're going to figure out that rotation on the defensive line. I've said that a billion times, but I think at the end of that, the conclusion is going to be Maurice Hurst is going to get a heavy playing role on the Browns this season and get a lot of playing time in rotation. Will he be the starting defensive tackle? Opposite of Dalvin Tomlinson, I don't know for sure because it's going to be interesting how Jim Schwartz wants to work Siaki Ika in uh, to the rotation here. Does he want to make him a starter immediately or does he want to just kind of slowly work him up? That's kind of what we saw with Perrion Winfrey last year where he got a lot of playing time, but he struggled early on. And then as he progressed throughout the season, played more. I kind of see the same thing with Ika. Unless he just lights it up day one, I think he's going to be a rotation guy, work him up to potentially being that number two defensive tackle. And until then, I think you're going to see a lot of Maurice Hurst. That's why I think for guys that uh, you might not think would uh, have a big impact on the Browns this year, I think Maurice Hurst for me, is really one of the top guys who is going unnoticed. I think he's going to be really good, again, with the caveat of him staying healthy, which has been the concern throughout his career, but maybe he can finally get a season where he can put it all together, be healthy, and he has a real opportunity here because the door is wide open at that defensive tackle number two spot, so... In my opinion, I think it is between him and Siaki Ika, who's going to be that number two defensive tackle. But I would probably roll with Maurice Hurst. He brings you a little bit more pass rush ability. And, you know, you got got guys around him. That's why I say that second spot is not a super big deal. But I do think Maurice Hurst uh, will end up eating a lot of that playing time up. Before we move on, this is for all you Browns fans in Ohio. Have you signed up for DraftKings yet? If you're a new user, you can instantly receive $150 in bonus bets after following just three easy steps. Create an account, deposit, and then wager $5 on any sport. Whether for your first wager, wins or loses, you will still instantly receive $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code the dogs. When you sign up, the best part is by using our code, the Dogs, not only gets you the bonus bets, but it also supports the podcast. If you are considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code, the Dogs, to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are twenty-one and physically present in Ohio. Please remember to gamble responsibly. If someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Check out the episode descriptions for the full terms of the offer. So, moving on to the next guy on the defense, Jordan Kuzniak, I think is how you pronounce his name. This is a guy who kind of, I don't want to say shown flashes as in like an elite player, but he made plays last season. And given what the Browns have done at linebacker, or rather what they have not done at linebacker this offseason, aside from bringing guys back, um, that position is the weakness. I know. You know, Josh mentioned it in the uh, whichever show it was. I can't remember if it was the latest one or not, but talking about the weakness and linebacker. And one thing that Josh said, and I think everybody agreed, was, you know, the guys around the linebacker position. So the revamped defensive line, the revamped secondary, it's going to make the linebackers better. And yes, I agree. But if there is a position that you can point to, That has kind of gone untouched and was not great last year. It is. It's linebacker. But with the usage of Jim Schwartz, knowing who fits where and figuring that all out, I do think the linebacker position will be better. I have mentioned this, that I think guys like Jacob Phillips is going to play a big time role um, and at least be better than he was last year, because that's a guy with talent that I think was used out of position Kuzniak is a guy who, similar to Maurice Hurst, could end up playing a big um, amount of snaps just because there's not a whole lot of guys in that room. And this ties in to another guy who I'll just get right off the bat here. Um, Tony Fields. Tony Fields is somebody who, when he was drafted to the Browns, in the same draft that we got Jeremiah wusu Cormoa. People said that he's J.O.K. light. Well, he has not played a lot. He was injured his first year (sighs) and he's played on special teams. You know, he's gotten in rotation a little bit. But I think if there's any year for the depth at linebacker to kind of come out. I think this is the year Tony Fields has an opportunity now to really prove himself and possibly step up and get playing time in front of some of these guys in that linebacker room who their jobs aren't maybe safe. I just said Jacob Phillips. I think he's going to play better than what a lot of people think. But if he does not, Tony Fields, step up, Kuzniak, step up either one of those guys could play a bigger role than you expect. And I think both of them are going to be heavily used on special teams as well. That's why I have both of them listed at the same position. And um, I think that linebacker spot similar to that defensive tackle spot is going to be one of the most interesting camp slash preseason battles on this team and trying to figure out the depth and who makes the team and the different rotations That's going to be very interesting how that all shakes out. So the next guy, similar to the special teams conversation, um, Mike Ford, who is a cornerback we signed from the Atlanta Falcons. Now, when we signed Mike Ford, I was told, hey, the Browns don't just see him as a special teams guy. They think he can play a big time role at the nickel corner spot. So I believe that. I believe that. I think Mike Ford is going to play a lot more on defense and not just on special teams than a lot of people think. And it's probably a one-year thing. I can't see us keeping Mike Ford around longer unless he just really pops off. But, you know, what are you going to do with Cam Mitchell? How soon do you want to incorporate him on the defense i think mike ford is kind of your number two slot corner right now so however it works out we saw in camp jim schwartz has had denzel ward playing inside obviously the conversations about greg Newsom playing on the inside it's just gonna be you know how much these guys are rotated because Newsom and ward can play inside and out emerson can but You know, you want him matched up on the outside. That's what he does best. So, you know, it comes down to as far as that depth, who do you want? And I don't think the Browns are going to roll with Cam Mitchell yet. As good as I think he can be, I think right now Mike Ford is your best option as far as that number two behind Newsom or Ward, whoever's playing in the slot. And Ford's ability on special teams is what he's known for. But guys that you're probably overlooking and think, you know, hey, maybe, you know, they're not going to have a bigger role and they end up having a big role. Mike Ford is the prototypical perfect fit for what I'm telling you there, Um, because he's not just going to be a special teams player. Right. When we signed him, everybody assumed that. But again, everything I'm hearing, he is uh, he's going to have a much bigger role. Than that, And that's why he decided to come to the Cleveland Browns. So I'm excited about it. I think he's a really good player. I like his frame. I like his size. And I think as far as a depth piece, the Browns have great depth at corner. You know, with all your starters and then with Ford, Mitchell, A.J. Green coming back, there's a lot of depth. And I love that because obviously corners get hurt all the time. So having a guy in Mike Ford who can come in and play that slot role for you is really, really good. So
2: that's number four. This episode is brought to you by Chubb Crunch. What's up, Browns fans? We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Nick Chubb's team at PLB Sports and Entertainment to bring you Chub Crunch. Now you can stiff-arm breakfast with the sweetened cinnamon toast squares that pack a punch of flavor in every bite. And while the cereal itself is delicious, let's be real, it's the box that Browns fans want the most. No Cleveland Browns man cave is complete without this collector's item. Display your box of Chub Crunch proudly with all your other Nick Chubb and Cleveland Browns memorabilia. But the best part about Chub Crunch is that a portion of every sale supports First Candle, the nonprofit committed to ending Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, or SIDS. First Candle also provides bereavement support to families who have experienced loss to SIDS. Nick Chubb's sister lost her own child to SIDS in 2018, and now she's actually part of the organization working to prevent this tragedy from impacting others. So Browns fans, let's work together here to support Nick Chubb, his sister, and all those families impacted by SIDS. Plus, you get to display the awesome limited time edition Chubb Crunch collector's box in your man cave. So hurry now while supplies last because once Chubb Crunch is gone, it's gone. Plus, use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you order and get 10% off. That's right. Nick's sister gets support, you get a discount, and your man cave gets an awesome collector's item. Head to PLBSE.com right now and use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, to get 10% off your order of Chub Crunch. That's PLBSE.com, promo code DOGS.
3: So, number five, as far as the defense before we shift here to offense, this is kind of a three-parter, right? Because I couldn't just write down one guy, but out of these three, Rodney McLeod is probably the most as far as who's going to get playing time and kind of surprise you with the impact that they have. I think McLeod... When you look at the safety room, Juan Thornhill, Grant Delpit, obviously your two starters. Delpit struggled at times. And I do think he is now going to be used in the right way, putting him in the best uh, position for him to succeed. But Delpit is still a young player. Delpit has struggled as far as communication and some other things. And, Having a guy like Ronnie McLeod, who is a multiple-time veteran, played in Jim Schwartz defense, it's such an easy thing for me as far as guys who are going to play more than you think. I think he's going to get on the field quite a bit. Whether if that means Delpit struggling or not, I don't think it matters. I talked about JOK and Grant Delpit as the two guys that you can use as rovers. So I could see a scenario where you have Juan Thornhill as your free safety, Rodney McLeod as your strong safety or whatever combination you want to work out there and then just throw Delpit out there and let him do what he does best, what he did at LSU, and just kind of make plays all over the field. I could see that happening, and I think that's what Jim Schwartz might do there. So I think Rodney McLeod is going to get a lot of playing time. Now, the interesting one behind Rodney McLeod, Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell. I think whichever of these two makes the team, they are going to play a lot on special teams and a little bit more than you think on defense. D'Anthony Bell came in last year and played pretty well for being a UDFA signing, played very well. And I think, you know, going into year two, given the depth that we have, you now have the ability to move guys around. You know, if Thornhill were to go down, I think you could put, you know, either Delpit or McLeod, either or, you know, and just kind of figure out what goes where, who goes where. Um, and you could throw D'Anthony Bell or Ronnie Hickman out there and not really have to worry a whole lot about, you know, having a weakness. Obviously, with Ronnie Hickman, it's hard to tell because we haven't seen it yet. But I talked about Hickman in the Ohio State Browns video that Hickman played all over the field. He's a hybrid linebacker safety, and I think we're going to use him in that way. That's why he was signed to the Cleveland Browns, and... I think there is a world where both Ronnie Hickman, Andy, and the new bell could make the roster. I don't think Tanner McAllister will, um, but I do think both of these guys will uh, play a little bit more than you might think. So between those three, Ronnie McLeod will play the most unless he gets hurt. But don't be surprised if you see a little bit of Ronnie Hickman or DeAnthony Bell or maybe both this season for the Cleveland Browns. So those are five slash nine guys or seven, eight, whatever on the defense that will end up probably playing a little bit more than you think and could have a bigger impact for the Browns than you think. So let's shift gears here and move on to the offensive side. Of the football, this one will be quick because this is not as much of a competition, if you will. I think the offense is pretty much shaken out. Where if you look at the defense, I think there are spots at safety, there's spots at linebacker, and there's spots obviously at that defensive tackle number two spot. On as far as guys who could play more on offense, it's pretty much shaped up how it's going to be. But for me, the number one guy, and by the way, these aren't ranked for who is going to play the most or anything like that. This is just guessing because we're at the point in the offseason where there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Um, So I just got guys down on the list here. But Marquise Goodwin, I've been talking about Goodwin since we signed him. He's going to play more than people think. And seeing the clips coming out of camp and his connection with Deshaun Watson and his ability to stretch the field, even at his age, he still has it. It's clear, see, and I'm not trying to overreact to camp tape, but the Browns desperately need to have guys with speed. And we now have two of them for sure that we could count on. One being Elijah Moore, who's obviously going to be a starter, but don't sleep on Marquise Goodwin to get viable playing time and a lot of minutes on this offense. Think of him as a Jarvis Landry type veteran receiver who you can rely on. But instead of, you know, with Landry, he was kind of your uh, contested catch receiver, right? He's going to catch the ball, maybe not take it to the house, but he, he's he got decent hands, Think of it more as Marquise Goodwin as your reliable vet to hit deep. It's kind of what I'm looking at for Goodwin. And I think at this point in his career, he still brings you more than Landry did in his last year here in Cleveland. Um, So I'm absolutely pumped. I'm excited to see what Marquise Goodwin does. I think this is a guy who you could see extended and kept on this roster in in the wide receiver room another year depending on how everything shakes out i don't know for sure but what i what i mean when i tell you that is i think he is going to have a much bigger impact than a lot of people think so there's that with marquise goodwin I've talked about him enough but there's a little bit more for you next up this one's interesting james hudson so Jedrick Wills is always hurt, right? Um, Dewan Jones is, is going to be nowhere near ready to step in and start. Hudson drastically improved from year one to year two. And now going into year three, after getting a little bit of playing time. Somebody's bound to get hurt on that offensive line. And James Hudson can slide in and play guard. James Hudson can be a swing tackle for you. So... I could keep this one quick. I think he is going to see some playing time this season, uh, whether if it be injury or whatnot. And also, the packages that Kevin Stefanski runs, I know we're going to be a, more of a passing team now, but you can't tell me you get down to the goal line, Kevin doesn't want to do that again, where you put James Hudson and just have him pull across the line and wreck some poor defender. Um I think he's going to he's going to play some this year. And I'll be honest with you, you know, there's no no reason for me to lie here. Couldn't really think anybody else. So, that's why I had James Hudson on this list as far as guys who you're not really probably thinking of that could play more. So, the next one, I'll keep this really fast cuz it's very simple. Jordan Atkins. Kind of the same thing with Goodwin. Veteran guy at a different position. Harrison Bryant has struggled, and he might not make the team. If he does, I think he's the third tight end at this point. Um, Atkins has had a really good relationship and connection with Deshaun Watson so far throughout both of their careers. Um, you know, when they were in Houston playing for the Texans together, connected a lot you know, put up his best stats. So even at that tight end two position, I think Jordan Atkins is still going to get the ball quite a bit and play, uh, you know, some significant time for this Cleveland Browns offense, trying to stretch the field. So I think that's a no brainer for me. The next one, these next two, we're going to end off on a hot note here. Um, Let's start with this one. Demetric Felton, right? And I don't even know how much I believe this, to be honest with you. But until the Browns sign a third running back, Felton is on this team. And yes, if a running back goes down, you could always sign one off the street. I want the Browns to sign uh, Robinson. I think that would be a perfect fit, but... Till that day happens, I can only tell you what I know. And what I know is the guys who are still on this team right now. I think Felton could play a little bit of what you've seen the Browns do with Elijah Moore a little bit, where he's kind of lined up in the backfield, but also been a receiver. Um, I, I, I could see us doing that stuff with Felton. I don't think Dimitri Felton is talentless. I think he brings you some sort of uh. Valuability, if you want to call it that, that's probably not a word. But I think he is a little bit valuable. It's just a matter of putting him in the right role. But I don't, I don't want him on special teams. I don't want him on kick return, punt return. It was a heart attack every time that ball was up in the air, and you saw Demetric Felton back there to catch it because, for whatever reason, he was just not the guy for the job, but as we stand today, he is still on this team and the Browns do not have a third running back aside from the UDFA signing, but I'm not going to really count that. And especially because Felton was drafted by Andrew Berry, and we know how Andrew Barry is with these draft picks. So I'm going to leave Dimitri Felton on this list. I'm going to say if he makes the team, he does play some and that might surprise some people, but In a more heavy passing offense than we're used to, you have a guy like Demetrik Felton who can be a weapon out of the backfield. I think he could get some playing time if he makes the team. But that's a big if. The next guy, really out of left field. I mentioned him a little bit, I think, in the last video. Jalen Darden. This guy is very intriguing because I've liked Darden – you know, since before he was even drafted, he's a very good player. He's a very good player. How he ended up on the Browns, I don't know. Um, but he's fast. He's shifty. And again, in an offense where you're going to pass more, I think he could make the team. I really do think he could make the team over a guy like a Jakeem Grant now because of the role change in the NFL for kick returns. I think you're going to see a guy who has shown promise. And again, I've mentioned this before the clips coming out of camp. Darden is one of these guys who is in the highlights, right? Who was in the highlights. And as OTAs come and everything like that, um, or maybe, I don't know, whatever the order, whatever camp is next, right? Darden is a guy to pay attention to because, so far, so good. So far, he's been really good. And the bottom of this receiver room, I think there is going to be a competition there, right? For Jakeem Grant's spot, because you're looking at Mark Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, for sure, as your top three. Cedric Tillman, David Bell, and then what are you looking at? You know, who kind of shapes up the back half? Of the wide receiver room, I think that Jalen Darden is a guy to pay attention to. And again, if he's already got a little bit of connection with Deshaun Watson, who knows? Wouldn't hurt. So I know this is a little bit different of a video, kind of rolled through and was really quick with some of these guys. I know I didn't pull stats up, didn't get too much into depth, But again, these are players that I think could end up playing a little bit more than you think. It could possibly have a bigger impact for the Browns this season than you think. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. Join the Patreon at jointhedogs.com. Again, my name is Derek Frisbee from DS Sports, and we
2: will see you in the next one. Go Brown!